Good afternoon, Monday, June 18, 2018. You are listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist, and personal trainer here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And today we are going to be discussing the business of being a registered massage therapist. In our first podcast, we really much just described what the podcast is going to be about and a little bit of information about how we came up with the name. And in that description of what the podcast is about, you know, everything massage therapy, health, wellness, and fitness, because we are a personal trainer and kinesiologist as well. But a big part of what we're going to do is education. And today's education is intended for regulated healthcare professionals, mostly for RMTs. So we put on a course called RMT Business Seminar. It's a two-day course in class, loving class courses. It gives you the opportunity to network with other massage therapists, other professionals, spit ideas off of each other, brainstorm, and you know it's always good to get out of that little space that most of us spend time in. Anyway, that course, like I said, is two days. We cover a variety of topics. I'll give you a rundown of the sessions that happen in that particular course. We start off with something called change your mindset, change your practice. And that, that's where we're going to really start this podcast at. But I'll go through the rest of the material with you right now so you get a feel for the podcasts that are going to follow. Then we get into talking about ways that massage therapists tend to practice and we make sure that all of our participants understand the various RMT business structures, which I find to be super important, especially when it comes down to corporations. A lot of massage therapists, they just don't understand what a corporation is all about and how do I go about, you know, registering a professional corporation because for massage therapists in Ontario anyway that want to practice massage therapy under a corporate structure need to have or need to follow very specific guidelines that's different from any other kind of corporation that you might see. So professional corporations have a lot to do with the rules and regulations that the College of Massage Therapists sets out for corporations to be used for massage therapy practices. We also discuss key factors in contracts, and contracts are huge. Um, I'll tell you where we, we really beefed up this part of the, the course. We've always had it as part of the course, but I listen to a lot of talk radio, and one day I was driving home from work, and I'm, you know, just driving, stuck in traffic because I live in Toronto. It's really hard to get anywhere, especially around rush hour. And I'm enjoying my talk radio program, and on the program... Um, the host had a guest who was an employment lawyer, and it's a call-in show. And so someone calls in, and essentially what it is, this, uh, this guy that calls in, he works construction, and he injured himself at work, and he wanted to know what he could possibly do because an employee, his, his boss essentially said, hey, you're an independent contractor. Um, this is a business-to-business relationship. Like, this is not a worker's comp type of thing. You're not an employee of, of our company. And the employment lawyer went on to describe how CRA classifies employees and independent contractors or business-to-business relationships. And listening to all of this, it just kind of hit me. I'm like, whoa, that's how the majority of massage therapists practice. In other words, it on paper looks more like an employee-employer relationship, but it's under the idea of being an independent contractor. So really when it comes down to it, if you were challenged by the CRA, you might actually be misclassified 
as an independent contractor when you're really presenting more as an employee or employee. Anyway, the bottom line here is one of the first steps that the CRA will do is take a look at your contract and determine what was the intent of the business relationship when you guys first got together. And then after they kind of figure out what the initial intent was, then they will ask a whole series of questions. And the questions are based on this idea. How much control do you have at your job? In other words, can you make your own schedule? Do you have the ability to subcontract if you wanted to? Um, how much financial risk or financial stake do you have at, at your workplace? Do you use your own equipment? And after listening to this lawyer talk about all these things, I was, I, like I said before, I was like, oh man, most massage therapists are actually misclassified. And if CRA first starts by looking at your contract, well, your contract better be pretty detailed to reflect that this is a business-to-business -business relationship if that's what you are when you're working as an independent contractor. So we beefed up that part of the the course because if you are an independent contractor, you want, you want to be sure of what you're signing and making sure that it's serving you right as well as uh, your potential employer or the clinic owner. And if you are hiring other people, whether as associates or as independent contractors, you want to be able to create a contract that ultimately highlights all this information so no one gets burned on the back end. Anyway, that was a long-winded kind of response to just telling you, hey, we talk about contracts. We also discuss things like unethical incentives, and it's actually really interesting when we have participants from different parts of Ontario come in when we talk about this particular section, especially when it comes down to the concept of paying for referrals, which is a whole other ball game. We all know it's very unethical. We all know that a huge part of the medical community is involved in doing this, especially in the larger cities like Toronto. So when we have someone coming from Dryden, Ontario, and we bring up the concept, hey, if you are going to set an appointment with another regulated healthcare professional to talk about referrals, expect that it might not be such an innocent conversation. It might be based on the idea of, hey, how much are you going to pay me for me to send you people? Anyway, so that's another section of the course. The huge part of this course is strategic planning. And with our strategic planning, we're, we're pretty much giving you the tools that you need to be successful. We're giving you everything that you need to set up and plan for success, or at least to execute your plan properly. We're teaching you how to plan. Now, whether that plan is a good plan or a bad plan, that's, you know, to be determined. But at least we're giving you the tools to create a plan, and we're giving you the tools to follow the plan. Therefore, your ability to follow the plan will not be a problem. Whether you had a good plan or not, well, that's a whole other story, but at least you'll have success in following that plan. And then, obviously, you'll have to tweak things from there. We also have a CPA that comes in and discusses uh, budgeting and loans, which is awesome, in tax planning. And then that takes us past our first day. And then we get into our second day, and our second day is all about marketing. We discuss very traditional type of marketing. We discuss branding. We discuss digital marketing and, and trying to highlight the brand experience and advertise the brand experience which is a whole other ball game and for a lot of massage therapists that are not very tech savvy they find this section to be 
both super challenging and super interesting and then they all end up feeling really excited about it when when they leave anyway so that's kind of a rundown of the course but what i really want to talk to you guys about today was the first part of the course and it's a session that we call change your mindset change your practice we do this at the beginning of the course because we're going to throw out a whole bunch of ideas and essentially if you're not ready for this or if these are things that you you're just not cool with or you know for example we've had people come to our course who as soon as we get to the digital marketing session they're like i don't do facebook okay we don't have a problem with you not doing facebook but i don't do facebook i don't believe in facebook i'll never be on social media and the reasoning for it just didn't doesn't make sense. I don't want to. I don't want everyone seeing about my whole life. Well, there's clearly a disconnect here where you probably do not understand the ins and outs of social media and all the potential that it has, and how much you control really what goes on social media. So we do start this section off again: change your mindset, change your practice, to be open to these ideas, right? So if you come in, I don't do Facebook, and you're stuck in that mindset. Well, when we when we start talking about Facebook advertising and Facebook marketing and creating your Facebook business page and Facebook groups and how to build a network and how to build you know loyalty and how to build trust through these social media platforms you're just not going to be open to this idea so we do start it off with trying to change your paradigm on the way you look at things so like we said before we start off the course with this session change your mindset, change your practice. And it starts off with self-awareness. Really, we look at how can you become more self-aware and recognizing that when you approach most situations, your mind is actually already made up. And if you are not open or you're not even cognizant to the, the concept of that your mind is already made up, there's so much information that you could be bringing in that you're just rejecting off right off the bat because you've already have this built into you. And then we also look at the idea as you bring in information, as you zone into something, zone into ideas, zone into thoughts, zone into action, you tend to fade out a whole bunch of other things. So really becoming self-aware is the first step, understanding yourself. Only after you understand yourself can you start to understand the way your mind actually works. And once you understand yourself and therefore the way your mind works, now we have the ability to unlock the powerhouse. And once we can unlock the powerhouse, which is your subconscious mind, and only then can you start to change your attitudes and your habits, can you start to stretch your comfort zone, working outside of your comfort zone, new challenges, that's the only way you're going to grow, that's the only way you're going to move up, that's the only way you're going to create the future that you really want. So really, this first session goes well beyond just the idea of business, goes well beyond the idea of how can I grow professionally. But if you can master some of these things that we're going to be talking about in our next podcast in the self-awareness section, you're going to be looking at ways that you can improve and change your life dramatically. So I hope you've enjoyed this little bit that uh, you've got to listen to me ramble on about stuff. Again, this is part one of looking at the business 
side of being a registered massage therapist and how to improve and grow. Be sure to check out our second part to this series. Um, tune into our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. It's been grand. Have a great day, y'all.